what could happen if you got super clear with what you want in life? What would happen? What would happen if you got so super clear, husbands, of how you wanted your marriage to look? Or mothers, how you wanted your family to run? Or you, as a single person, an individual, you got so super clear in the next 90 days to see growth and change and transformation take place, that you got a strategy, a vision from heaven for these different places or areas that God's been speaking to you. And you said, you know what? It's time. It's time to stop waiting. It's time to stop hoping one day a goosebump feeling is going to come upon you. It's time to stop waiting for another year to come into place and then we make a decision. But it's time to take massive action. It's time for you to act. Amen. And take the step of faith and start doing the things that God's put in your heart to do. How, and I believe that you got the grace to do it. The next 90 days will be the best 90 days, the hardest 90 days of your life. And I want to challenge you today that you're going to take this challenge. We're going to talk about you in 90 days. Amen? You in 90 days. What could happen spiritually if you actually decided that this year you're going to start reading your Bible? You got a one year Bible. You started to get a Bible plan and you stuck to it. Maybe you read a Proverbs every day or a Psalms or one verse or three verses. How could your life change? All of a sudden, it's the Bible. What he says is true. He says, if you come closer to me, he'll start coming closer to you. You'll start to, my sheep will know my voice. You'll start to discern it and understand it. Imagine what you could do in the next 90 days in your relationships if you decided to be a friend that you've always wanted to have and stop waiting on everyone else to invite you over. But you're the one that says, come to my house. Come with me to lunch. Hey, let's go do something this week. Oh, the growth track, the, the groups are, the connect groups are starting next week. I'm joining. I'm jumping in. I want friends. I want to be a part of something. Imagine what it would happen in your life if financially you shifted from always being broke and disgusted and, and you started to budget and live by faith and, and started to be a good steward of what God has given you and, and, and stopped going, always worrying about your job and what's going to happen is put God first in your life in the area of your finances. What if the next 90 days you actually did what Malachi 3 says? He says, test me. If you bring the tithes into my house, if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you that you can't even contain, you don't even know if it's real because you never even tried it. You never even jumped in yet. You just read about it and hear about it. And when it comes to the offering moment at the end, you're like, yeah, next week. And we want change? I'm talking about the new you, you in 90 days. What would happen if physically you said, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Of, I'm sick of having no energy. I'm sick of being overweight. I'm sick of not feeling healthy. You know what you need to do? You need to go now and go today and throw everything bad, all those Oreos and all the, the secret stash, all that Coke, all that soda that's sitting, all the foods that you know you, I don't, you don't need another class. You don't need another course. You know what's good food to eat. You know what's bad food to eat. Right? It's time. The next 90 days, I challenge you, do something in these different areas of your life. Get your goals. Get a vision. Because the habits you have today will shape who you become tomorrow 
Or you could say the decisions you make today determine what will happen tomorrow. If you don't like where you're at today, it's because look at the last five years is a result of where you are at today. The decisions you've made, the actions you've taken, the habits you have in your life right now are the very reason. It's who you are, the very DNA of what makes you spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally is what you are now as a result of those decisions, which are habits that are consistently made over and over and over and over and over again. You can do this. Amen. You know, intentions don't determine directions. Everyone has, oh, I intend to get involved in church. Well, then do it next week. Join the growth track. Get in the community group. Start serving. Oh, you know, only less than 10% of this congregation serves in this church. You know, the mark of a true Christian is that you serve. Oh, I, I love Jesus, but we've just become people that just sit and receive. I just want to receive. Well, that's not in the Bible. Jesus said no one's above the master. He washed people's feet, but I'm here and I can't open a door and smile. I can't give one hour a week on a Sunday. I know that's a lot, one hour a week on a Sunday. If that burns you out and you can't do something on one hour a week on a Sunday, then you got to change other areas of your life. Right? You have to. There's no reason. If you don't like the direction your habits are taking today, it's time to go a new way. We're talking about you in 90 days. You know, in Bible days, the, it was an agricultural society. I don't know if you like chimichurri on your steak. I love chimichurri on my steak. I just had chimichurri on my steak last night because Manny came to my house and left chimichurri from Grisanios and left it at my Argentinian chimichurri. It was amazing. It has parsley and has onions and garlic and all these things. In agricultural days, if you wanted garlic, you had to plant garlic. And you had to plant parsley. And then when it grows, and they would, they would take it, and then they put it together in a nice little bowl, and then they create chimichurri sauce like they do today. But you'd have to plant those things. You know, we talk about sowing and reaping. We're talking about the next 90 days, sowing and reaping. You know what it means to sow? It means to plant. What are you planting in your life? Which are decisions? What decisions are you making in your life to reap what you want to see? Reaping is gathering the fruit from what you planted. Amen. Oh, I want change? Hey, it comes right now. Galatians 6, you know this. says, don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. You know, we could be deceived. We think 2024 will be different if we just keep doing what we did last year and everything's going to change. And that's called insanity, doing the same thing we did last year, expecting new results this year. Don't be deceived, church. Don't let the devil, oh, it's going to be okay. Just push that down another week. Let's try that another month. Oh, 2024 already started and I didn't do what I wanted to do. You know what? It's never too late to make a change. It's never too late to start new. It's never too late to repent and follow Jesus. It's never too late. Today is your day. The next 90 days are going to be the best 90 days of your life. You're going to come back in 90 days and say, man, I started, and look what God has done. My goals, my vision aren't just something on a, a piece of paper, but they're actually taking place because you took massive action. Act on what God's put in your heart. Faith without corresponding actions is idle. It's dead. 
It's, you could say all you want. Oh, I believe God said do this, that, that, that. You got to do it. You got to give the offering. You got to serve. You got to be the one that invites. Oh, I want to be a minister of the gospel. I'm a minister here. I'm a leader here. Lead. Do something. Act. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. A man gathers fruit for what he has planted. Right? Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Whoever plants to please their flesh from the flesh will reap, will have fruit of destruction. You plant garlic, you're going to get garlic back. You plant good things, you're going to get good things back. You plant bad, it's, it's not going to be good. Right? Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't stop because you hit a stumbling block. Don't stop because, man, it's hard. No, the, Jesus said this life is hard. The trouble will come. Come on, trouble. Bring it on because he's got good plans for you, right? I love to sing it, but then I don't believe it because, you come on. He got good plans for you. But that doesn't mean you still got to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and still fear no evil. You got to look the darkness in the face or fear. But he's not giving you a spirit of fear, right? You got to keep moving. You got to keep walking. The new you in 90 days. You in 90 days is going to be different than you are today. We're not going to just talk about vision and our apostles not going to pray for us. But then you're going to then go do what you prayed about. Right? Fathers, mothers. It's time. Leaders in this house, it's time to lead. Stop talking and walk the walk. Oh, you want to be closer to God? Open up our Bibles. Make a time in the morning, at night, whatever it's got to be. It's time to put action to what we want to see. Amen. These are strong words from Paul. You sow to the flesh, man, it's death. You sow to the spirit, you get life. You know, it seems heavy because it is. This is reality. Amen. The law of sowing and reaping is true. You reap, you gather fruit for what you do. You don't like it, it's time to change. The law of gravity is a true law. No one ever trips up, right? You trip, you fall down. If I step off this, I ain't going, I'm going down, it's a law. Like sowing and reaping is true, the law of gravity is true. So you reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow, and you reap after you sow. Number one, you reap what you sow. What you plant is what you're going to get. The decisions you make today is going to be the fruit you get tomorrow. You plant apples, you won't get apples. Don't think you're going to get grapes. Right? You reap what you sow. What decisions are you going to make this next 90 days? What godly habits are you going to start today? And you're going to see good outcomes because you make those decisions. You might be a parent. You might have to take the phone away from your kids. Oh, I've done that. It's hard. <laughs> and they whine and complain. I got three. I know. It's 
It's okay. They're going to survive. But the stuff they're watching ain't good. There was a, a time, a season when I realized, man, I got to take these devices away from my kids. Ah, they got over it. They're still alive. Man, and whenever I did, those three months later, they're completely different people. They talked at the table. They talked to their parents. Wow, it's like, y'all talk, you communicate, you have the abilities. They actually wanted to go to the beach or go out whenever it's like, hey, guys, let's go do something. I didn't have no distractions. There's decisions you're going to make that are going to be hard decisions that your flesh ain't going to want to do. But if you allow them to continue, if it's in your kids or whatever it is in any area of your life that you know you need to decide to do something different today, you got to make that decision because if you don't, nothing's going to change. And you're going to keep reaping the fruit of the decisions you're making. You reap what you sow. What you plant is the harvest you're going to get. Hosea 10, 13 says, but you have planted wickedness and you have reaped evil. You break the law, you go to jail. You do wrong, bad things happen. You don't do the right things. Evil comes. This is the Bible. I'm just the messenger. I'm just trying to inform you, inspire you, motivate you. It's time to make a change. I want you to reap good plans and, and peace and joy and the Holy Spirit. We can do this the next 90 days. What is the vision God's given you? What are the top three things that he's called you to do? Is it be healthy or is it going to be a leader at church or start a new business or it's you know, get, hey, I, I'm going to get myself ready to get married one day. I'm going to stop doing some things and start doing some new things. What is it? Right? Oh, you're, I'm always late to work. I'm never there. I don't have a good attitude, and I didn't get promoted. Well, why not get promoted? You reap what you sow. Man, be early. Solve problems. Be positive. Bring energy. Bro, you're going to get raises. You're going to increase. See, as Christians, what we want is just God to just magically do everything. And he already has. He's already given you everything. He's already, oh, he says he has rains on the, rain comes on the righteous and the unrighteous. Now people are like, how come the, there's rich people that don't love Jesus and they're prosperous? Because they're out there working. They're making decisions to make money. And then they're blessed. Whether they know God or not. As a Christian, we know God, but we don't want to work. I remember years ago, my stepdad said, you know what? I'm not going to market this week, this month. You know what? We had no food that month. He just didn't want to market. Flesh didn't want to go out, knock on doors. I get it. Knocking on doors is it's no fun. But we reaped as a family what we sowed. We didn't put any time into getting leads as painters, and we got no money because of it. And that's what the Bible says. He blesses the hand of the diligent, right? If you have a business or you have a calling, you, you diligently are going and plowing and planting good seed, you're going to have a harvest. Amen. You could do this. Man, you sow seeds of lust and porn, and then you're wondering why your marriage, you're unsatisfied, and your wife or your husband don't look as good. You reap what you sow. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. You could do this. We can do this. We're going to do this today. Amen.
Come on. The second point, we're talking about you in 90 days because you're going to get a vision. You're going to get the ideas of what God wants you to do. Three big things. You're going to go after it. Second thing is this. You reap more than you sow. God takes what you plant and he multiplies it. He's a multiplication God. Amen. I love this. It says in Mark 4, it says, it says, and the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept, embrace, keep God's word, and it produces a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundredfold return as much that has been planted. Amen. You plant seeds, and then trees grow, and then they produce more fruit, and then that falls on the ground, and then more trees grow, and it continues. 30, 60, 100-fold. Amen. This is God's word. He, he multiplies your seeds. Right? There's a compound effect Darren Hardy talked about. Small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equal radical differences. Let me say that again. Small, smart choices Consistency plus time equals radical differences. Amen. You make small, consistent choices. Consistency is the key. Oh, I didn't work in a week. I was on a diet. I didn't lose. Keep going. You'll lose. It'll happen. Small, consistent choice. I'm not going to do that no more. I'm going to follow God more. I'm going to read more. I'm gonna, I don't feel him after one day of praying. I didn't feel nothing. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Small, consistent, smart choices plus time will equal a radical difference. Amen. Fathers, spending time with your sons and your daughters and getting their heart over time, you will see radical differences in their life. I remember my son. I was, he started, to, I don't know, hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing his own thing. And I realized I wasn't spending time with him like I should. And I had to make a change. I had to win his heart back. What did I do? Figured out what he loves to do most, which was that, basketball. So what did I do? I just started to go play basketball with him almost every night for months. Hey, let's go shoot. Let's go shoot baskets. Let's go. Come on, King. You want to get better? Let's go. You know what he said a few months ago at church? He told someone, some leader at church, he said, this guy came up to me a week later. He said, man, your son started talking to me about you. I don't know if I should share with you, but he is in awe of you. He's like, my dad comes, and he, and he takes me to shoot baskets, and he just kept going on and on and on and on. And I'm thinking, I don't think he thinks nothing. I don't know. My son, he's so emotionless. He, you know, he doesn't even smile most of the time. I don't think nothing's getting through. But he was telling this leader, he was just going on and on and on about how much he loved his dad and how his dad does this and how his dad does that. And his small, consistent choices. <laughs> Making the right decisions. Right? will change everything in your diet and your health and your spiritual walk and your finance, whatever it might be, whatever strategy, whatever it takes to get there. You do a diet, whatever diet you choose, you do it consistently, you'll get there. That's the end of the way. Everyone's selling a new plan. It's just follow a plan. You follow a plan, it will work because you'll be making small, consistent choices that will change everything. You can do this. Amen. 
you can do this. The next 90 days, what are your top three goals? Holy Spirit, show us what are the top three things you need to do and start doing today. Figure it out. Write it down. We're going to pray over it in just a few minutes. What is it? Get involved in church. Be a better father or mother. How am I going to do that? Start writing. You figure those three things and then write weekly. What are you going to do every week to do that, to get closer to God? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? What small, consistent, right choices you got to make to do that? Write it down. Holy Spirit, show us. If you don't know, ask a leader. Ask a pastor. Ask someone in your connect group. What would you do? How can I do this? Find people that are stronger, more mature. If it's in marriage things, talk to a married couple. And then start doing those things every week. They, you will see change. You will see vision come to life. Amen. If you're inconsistent and late and da-da-da-da-da-da, that's... But if you're consistent, consistent going to church, consistent giving your finances, consistently, oh, consistently the windows of heaven are open upon me. Consistent. Ah, no, it's consistent, consistent, consistently doing the right things, right? And not quitting, not quitting over the next 90 days. You will reach your goal, and your overall vision for the year is going to come to pass. Amen. I think you could get it in the first 90 days. I know you can. It's up to you. God's already given you everything you need. He's in you. He's for you. He's not against you. His word's on your, your side. You got it. You got a church and apostles and pastors that are all behind you and they're praying for you, that are here for you at your every moment notice. It's not what you do occasionally. It's what you do consistently. You don't like what you're reaping. Change what you're sowing. Change. What does that mean? Start making different decisions now. And just let's get better. We got this. Lastly, you reap after you sow. You reap after you sow. See, we get discouraged and we don't see progress right away. It's coming. In the Old Testament, they prayed for 21 days and the angels released and there was a fight in heaven until the answer came. God's moving the moment you ask. The moment you decide to change and start doing things differently physically, things start to change the moment you start. You might not see it right away, but if you stay consistent, it's going to change. Oh, I prayed five days. Keep praying. Pray 10. Pray 20. Read the word. Oh, I read for a week. Uh, no, keep going. You're starting new habits. You're doing things a new way. Things in your brain are starting to reform. Neurons and neuropathways are starting to reform because of the new actions and the new decisions you're making. And there's a battle between your flesh and your spirit that, are, that is going on, a war. And you got to keep pushing, keep fighting. Don't give up. Amen. We wrongly conclude that small decisions don't matter much. They matter everything. Every decision you make matters. Amen. Our lives and your life is the sum total of all the small decisions that you've made to this very point today. You made a good decision today. You came to church. You got in the car. You know, some guy tried to run you off. It doesn't matter. Your kids were going crazy. You still came. You got it. You got everything you need to do what God's called you to do the next 90 days in this year. 
this year of purification and fire. You're going to come out this side of this other this year, and you're going to look back and say, look what God's done. I'm a whole different person. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go. Don't be deceived. Hard work, discipline, faithfulness, it ain't being wasted. Amen. Galatians 6, 9 says this, let us not become weary in doing good. Don't stop. Can you imagine if our apostles stopped after the first year of church? Or five years in? Or 20 years in? You wouldn't be here today. He didn't give up. That's an example for us. Look what happens when you don't give up. For at a proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Amen. Stand to your feet right now. Just close your eyes. How many of you would just be honest and say, hey, you in 90 days, it's time. You got some visions that God's given you. Amen. I, uh, he, was, he was talking about there about consistency. Yes. I'm telling you, that's, that's the way you reach yes. points and that you will, are able to conquer. That's right. Uh, consistency, uh, to be constant. That's right. God is constantly constant. <laughs> constantly constant. So he expects you to imitate him. And that's our point. We, we, sometimes we learn how to receive from God, and we start perfectly well. But then, of course, the enemy doesn't want you to be successful. So he's going to come against you with different whatever, different weapons, different tests. And then if we are not consistent, we're going to go weak because that test, that trial is going to make us uh, faint. Our, our strength will be minus what it used to be. So you have to realize that the enemy knows how humans are. And it doesn't matter what he presents to you, you must be constantly constant. Siempre constantes. Always constant. Yes. You want to say something? Yes. Is that right? You want to say something? You will have all the opportunities for you to be a quitter. You know, next year, 2025, it's going to be 40 years of ministry of church. 40 years of church. Yeah, because he, before the church, he was a missionary for five years in Guatemala. Five and a half, six years in Guatemala, Belize, and Mexico. So actually, you're 46 years in ministry. So what you have to be, in order for you to endure, you have to be faithful. And the Lord and the, and the enemy will present to you every obstacle for you to be a quitter, for you, not, for you to give up, for you not to be constant, for you not to be faithful. So you have to maintain. Do right even when it doesn't feel like doing it. Even though when it doesn't feel like doing it, do it. Because when you endure, when you persevere, you're going to be promoted. You are going to be promoted.
Praise God. And this year, 2024, I declare that you're going to be constant, that you're going to be faithful, and that you're going to receive the fulfillment of your vision. All of you that came with the vision board today, even if you have it in your phone, we just want to pray for you. We want to be in agreement with you. We want to be in agreement that those dreams, those visions that the Lord has placed in your heart, this is the year of the fulfillment of that vision. Amen. Praise God. So let's just uh, get collect our our tithes and offering this morning. And when you come, are you gonna are you are you gonna keep singing? Or you you say one thing. You want to say one thing. <laughs> Who can hold a woman to one thing? Huh? Wow. Let's give a hand to the women in the place here. Yeah. Wow. All right. Now this is what we're gonna do. We're going to. Uh, I, I'm going to anoint, we are going to anoint each with, with oil, which is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And uh, we're going to anoint the, the, the vision boards. Yes, Lord. Now, you must understand, you must believe yes, that those things you put in that vision board, if you don't have a vision board, you can put it in your phone or a piece of paper, I don't care, yes. because you're going to take it back home. And then you're going to put it somewhere that you can see it every day. This is based on Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 2, that God told him, write your vision. Write the vision. And, uh, and run with it. So this is so important because there are so many things that happen daily in our surroundings that the vision that God is showing us starts getting weak. Because of things that happen to us in life, normal things. So that's why I say write it so you can see it and you can recharge yourself with it again. Right. You understand? So that's what I want you to do. You're going to take it somewhere. You're going to put it in your home. And it doesn't matter what kind of a day you had. You're going to go back and you're going to see it and you're going to declare. You're going to, the important is you speaking over right. of that thing that is going to be showing every day in your life. Right? The power of the words. Declare the promise, not the problem. No, right, right, right. You want to speak? You want to get... I got to be sure that, I, you know what I mean, that she'll cook lunch for me. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what I mean. I want you to be sure that you know everything you have written, you cannot doubt. You cannot say, uh, well... Uh, this I need, but this really I don't need. Maybe God doesn't want to give it to me. Listen to me. God will give you your needs and your desires. There's no change. You hear that? And then we have a mentality that God will always come to our rescue. That's not true. He will come to our rescue, but he does not only come to our rescue. Sometimes we don't need to be rescued, and he comes and he opens a new, uh, a new project, a new level for us to enter. So if you are bad, things are going bad for you, in this year you're going to do good. Yes. And if you are doing good, you're going to do better. Yes. Give yourself a hand. No. I'm going to say something about the vision board. No. <laughs> I have another microphone. You know something? 
we have a testimony of the vision board. When Albert, our son, he was like about 15 years old, he started hanging around with the wrong crowd and he started doing drugs and it was really bad. It, we, we suffer a lot. And you know, we had to get up every Sunday at five o'clock in the morning and he had to come and preach three services. But we were not living at home while we were preaching. But you know, we declare what Romans says, call those things that are not as though they were. So we put a, a picture of Albert preaching, preaching in a, in a vision board. And we put him in front of a lot of people. And we put that vision board in our closet. And every time we go in the closet, which is every day, we were seeing that. And you know, it, it, it went one year, two years, three years without nothing happening. But it was nothing happening in the natural. But in the spirit, something was taking place. God was, was preparing his heart for him to repent and change his life. So after the third year, we, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. He was in the shower and he started screaming, asking God to forgive him. So let me tell you something. It was in a vision board. We declare that. We declare that and we believe God for the fulfillment of that vision. So don't give up on your dream. Yeah, that was. Universities uh, are going to open doors for you to go to university. The Lord will provide for you, young people. Don't worry about it. Don't be faithful. Amen. Really? Uh, wow. Remember that. You see, the thing is that when he was around that time here, uh, he was given a crusade. One of the big, one of the big places, American Airlines Arena. And uh, there was a picture of Bibi Hinn preaching to the big congregation, thousands of people. So we got it, and we took Benny Hinn's head. We removed Benny Hinn and put Albert's We removed Benny Hinn's face, and we put Albert's face. So when we saw that vision for was my son preaching, it was, they did it so well. And uh, we just declare, this is my son. He's Amen. out of drugs. He's out of this. Yes. And someday he'll be preaching just like his father. Yes. And you know what he is doing? He's amazing. Most of you know him. Most of you know him. You know. He's in Mexico doing many things that he's doing there. But he also is uh, preaching the gospel also in the area. But well, whatever. What I mean to say is that you got to be constant. And uh, when I used to get home at Saturdays at 2 o'clock in the morning, all high, we had to push to be constant and to keep declaring what we were declaring and we were believing what we were believing. Because you see, it's easy for me to stand here and tell you what I've studied and what God has shown me, but the thing that is hard is to do what he has shown me. So I know that it's not easy for you either. The thing is that if I did it with the same spirit that you have, you can do it in whatever situation you may be, you know, uh, confronting. Yes. So whatever you have in that vision board, you got to believe. If it's a need, he will supply. If it's a desire, he will supply. Do not doubt it because if you doubt it at all, you say, well, maybe this, that you'll break. You see, that's not constancy. You got to believe constantly in the same manner 
You're here? 